Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm excited to talk with you. Um, I was just saying I was going to do a little bit of an intro before you joined, but you can oh. join me for it. I'm just going to. Sorry. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just going to brag about you and introduce you. So. Perfect. Thank you so much. But um, I've been doing this podcast for over three and a half years now. So this show is an opportunity for me to learn about all of the exciting things that my guests have done over the past few years. And this is crazy, but you were a guest back in November of 2021, which is insane. Um, I think you were episode 74 of the podcast, yeah. if, if I have oh. to say my details correct. <laughs> crazy. Um, I think the best way to describe my guest today Welcome, Sika. Um, but I think the best way to describe you is global mental health researcher. That's what I'm going to go with. But we're going to go so much deeper, and I know <laughs> in so many of other 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 things. So I'm really excited to talk with you, especially about all of the things that you've been doing lately, because I know there's a lot of them. So yeah. before we get started, how are you today? How is everything? I'm good. Today honestly feels like Friday for me. I'm really lucky. Um, I'm in my spring semester of my senior year in college right now. I only I have no classes on Fridays, so at like noon I'm done. So I'm feeling good, tired, restful. I'm I'm looking forward to the weekend. So feeling good. All of the what's next and everything. So I'll try to avoid some of those because I know they're kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's exciting so i would love to start off with a quick introduction as to just who you are kind of what you did on the podcast give me a quick overview about who you are the work that you're doing of course i know who you are and i've done a little bit of stalking so <laughs> um you know a little bit about what you've been up to but give me a quick intro and then we'll go deeper from there perfect yeah so so um, my name is Nika Brown, as you mentioned. Um, I'm, a mental, I'm a global mental health researcher. Um, I mainly look at the cultural intersections between mental health. Um, and I, I find that really passionate. I'm half Japanese. I'm half American. And so I just feel like um, in my experience with my mom growing up, uh, I just found culture to be super important, especially when we talk about mental health. Um, but kind of like you said, research is a really kind word that I usually use um, because I do a lot of different work from programming to um, just overall activism and um, advocating for mental health. I work with a lot of organizations and institutions on mental health research or youth development programs or implementing youth, um, youth involvement. Um, as I get older, I'm super, super passionate about bringing more young people into the spaces. I mean, I'm 22, so obviously it's not old, but <laughs> I was involved in this space at 15, and mm -hmm. I would love to see younger kids, you know, you know, get the same opportunities that I've received. So that's kind of been what I've been doing. And then, yeah, just I love talking about mental health. I think it's I think it's important and it's everywhere. Definitely. So, so since we last spoke, of course, back in 2021. So I'm sure there's so much that has gone in on since then um but tell me about some of the highlights of the past couple of years for you of course i think college is such an exciting time and having just graduated in the spring mm -hmm. <laughs> in 2023 um i think now i'm still in grad school so i'm still a student but um but i think there's so many opportunities to do really cool things in college and i know that you did a bunch of them so i'd <laughs> love for you to tell me about what the last couple of years have been like and just give me some of the highlights. I know that's a huge question. So. No, that's that's great. I think that's like a, a perfect question because I think honestly, when we first talked back, I guess mm -hmm. you said in 2021, which yeah, is crazy because it honestly feels like <laughs> yesterday. Um, 
I, I've been doing a lot of global things. You know, I, I run so a private research um, initiative that looks at how mental health is defined across cultures. And that's still something I do. But I, I think as I approached like my junior year last year, I was like, you know, I really haven't been too involved on my campus. Um, and I think that was something I was like, oh, I really want to make sure I'm giving back to the community that I'm participating in. I um, So I've been doing a lot of work, I think, also on my campus in just terms of normal advocacy. But um, the lens that I've been doing that through was mainly the rare beauties um rare ambassador impact program which was a really cool opportunity i got connected with a bunch of other mental health advocates uh, advocates that i've known of over the years mm-hmm. but never really had the chance to like meet them um and it was through that program i think i was able to build a lot of a lot of really really cool relationships where you know being a student doing kind of like activism but especially in the mental health field it's, it's very hard and there's not a lot of people out there that really understands you know the experiences that you feel um but everyone from the master program, I think we related to each other and I made some really great friends. Um, but it was with them, you know, we were able to host, um, like, I think two on-campus, like, resource resource fair, fairs where we're, like, able to give out all the resources around mental health onto our campus. But also, I've been doing a lot of work still globally. I And we finished collecting all the research and doing all the data for a global study on the political economy of adolescent mental health. And that was with a, um, that's with a medical university based in Sweden. And now we're kind of like editing the manuscript and within the next year it should get published. So I'm sure when we talked back in 2021, I was like, oh, like this research is happening, but now it's done, which is, is absolutely crazy. And then kind of wrapping up that rare beauty impact program, my junior year, um, beginning of my senior year this year, I was able to join on their board as an alumni where I helped run a podcast for them, actually, and then did a lot of other work kind of doing a national college mental health day, which we held last May. Um, and then, yeah, and I guess back in October, I was flown out to L.A. Um, to meet <laughs> Selena Gomez and kind of attend this rare beauty impact event, which is still a crazy thing to say. Um, yeah, but that oh was a really God. cool thing because I think if you if we talked to November of 2021, I, yeah. I don't remember that would that would be um just a few months after I won the Mental Health America's Empower Award. Okay. So mm-hmm. that was yeah, that was that. So it was really it's been a it's been a busy few years, but it's been good. Yeah, that's so exciting. How was meeting Selena Gomez? How was that whole experience? <laughs> about that, <laughs> it was good. It, it was honestly really funny because like I it was a quick turnaround. I think first it was really sweet. My mom was actually able to meet me in LA. Um, right before she was able to move back to Japan. So we kind of, she stayed in the hotel with me and we enjoyed all their amenities. Like it was really sweet just to have her there. Um, but also it was really cool. As I was mentioning, I, I built some friendships um, through the Rear Impact mm-hmm. program. I was able to meet now someone I consider a good friend, Adia in person, which was really amazing because yeah. I love her. And it was just so much fun to like actually hang out with her. We spent the whole day yeah. together, but it was a quick turnaround because I flew, I think like on a Tuesday and then the event was on a Wednesday or, or whatever. And I, I came back and that morning back in New York, I had an exam oh at like 8 a.m. that I had a, I landed at like midnight and then the next day I like woke up and I like was doing an exam and I was like, this is way too much for me because yeah. I'm still a student. So it was like so weird and everyone's like, where were yeah. you? And I was like, don't yeah. worry about it. Um, but yeah, it was great. It's just like, I think that's been the main thing is like, I think recently I'm like, oh wow, like I'm still a student as I do all this work. And so still balancing that's difficult but meeting selena was great she was super fun so cool. um and she was she was really kind and really just was like a normal person and talked to mental health so i think that was really great and overall it was an amazing experience so i'm really honored 
That's so cool. So you're touching on another question that I had for you, which is perfect. But tell me a little bit about how the past couple of years have been balancing school and <laughs> activism. Of course, I mean, I think that's kind of the quintessential question when I ask young change makers, mm-hmm. just how do you do all of it? Can you tell me about that? How it's been maybe if there's been challenges, kind of how you've overcame those. Tell me a little bit about that for you. Yeah, I think also. So, I mean, I go to Cornell. And when I came out of high school, I actually was a really bad student. I had like a 2.6 GPA. I had, I failed like multiple classes in high school and Cornell admitted me based on my mental health work, which I was grateful for. But another thing that Cornell did was kind of equip me with like studying habits, et cetera. But that does not mean I was a good student. And like, truth be told, I really did struggle. I think in the first um, few years here, just because I didn't feel up to speed. I didn't know how to read the textbooks the same way my peers did. I didn't know how to have the discussions that they had. Um, And even though I was well equipped equipped in the mental health realm, it's very different like in academia. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think, yeah, I I had had struggles. Like even last spring, I ended up dropping a class just because it was way too difficult for me. And I think that honesty is really important. I know a lot of people like, I like to say like, I have everything well balanced, but you know, we're human and in college and I think it's natural not to. Um, but I've been able to learn and I think that's been like the beauty of it. Like, I think over time I've become a better student. Like I definitely got into the habit of like skipping classes for like meetings. And then I was like, okay, I need to learn how to like make meetings, you know, be at a different time than my classes. You know, I I can't really, it it was, it felt like a good excuse for a little bit, but I think, yeah, exactly. I, I had to learn and to enjoy like being a student at the same time. I enjoy doing my, my mental health work because I think, enjoying what you were able to do is really, really important. Yeah. And I think that's helped me find the ability to go out and do, study together with my friends or just take classes with one another. And I think that was really special to just like go on a little coffee dates where we just yeah, like you know, yeah. study and hang out. So I think learning to enjoy it and finding community within it has been a blessing. And that's what really has helped me be a better like student and balancing it. But at the same time, like, you know, knowing that I was, I'm at this institution because of the work that I find passionate about and I don't have to sacrifice um, it in order to do well here. So I think I've, by my, you know, my last semester here, I'm like, okay, I've got, I got a better grip, grab on, on it now. Yeah, definitely. So tell me, just remind me, what is the actual program or what's the major that you are pursuing right now? Yes. Everyone always asks why okay. I chose this major, just as a heads up, but I am an urban and <laughs> I'm an urban and regional studies major, okay, um, okay. and a minor in anthropology. So it's kind of like city planning to say the best, uh, okay. I'm in the architecture school, but I'm not an architect. Okay. Um, okay. Everyone's like, why that? And I think just to quickly answer that question is that um, it kind of allows me to have the intersections of like, okay, how do our cities impact public health, access mm-hmm. to public health care, access to mental health resources? How do our, how do our cities like in, influence our well-being and like, you know, are they just bleak and boring or are there activities? Are there places where children can go to like mm-hmm. go have fun and like exercise and relax? Like those amenities are ex- extremely important. And that's where the cultural aspect of my interest like lays is like, okay, what are these cultural facilities that are important in our cities that promote mental health, physical health and overall well-being? So that's, yeah, that's the generalized yeah. statement. No, that makes sense. That was going to be my next question. Cause <laughs> I was wondering just, I think a lot of times for, activists it's difficult to find a balance between school and the work that they're doing when maybe they don't intersect that much Mm -hmm. but i think kind of the key is figuring out how they can or finding kind of a niche where you can intersect them because then it doesn't feel like you're doing this one and then this one it feels like you kind of combine them a little bit for me that's definitely been like doing my journalism work was it's high 
tied in very well with all of this yeah, in the storytelling true, aspect. So mm -hmm. that really helped. But that's so interesting. I, I didn't know that. <laughs> I was expecting like, something else. Like psychology. Architecture. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I know. So I cool. think, well, it's difficult because like as much as I would love to have been like a psych major or whatever, um, the college requirements here is where things become really difficult. Like to do, to be a psych major at Cornell, you have to be in a college that requires you to do a language, which I just don't have the time on my plate. Cause that's a five day, you know, you meet that class meets five days a week for like an hour over an hour or so. And I was like, I don't, I don't really have that in my, in my availability. Some class, some colleges require you to take high level courses like chemistry or physics or calculus, which is way out of my expertise and honestly would take up too much time. So I was really lucky to be in um, at the, at the college I'm at in, in Cornell because they are so flexible and understanding of all the work that mm -hmm. I have. And they really do support me and recommend courses for me to take that they think is going to be beneficial to my interest. And so I'm really lucky. It's a small college, but it's a big blessing to be part of it. Yeah. That's so exciting. So I am going to ask a little bit of the dreaded question, but you can take it however <laughs> you want. So <laughs> what is coming in the future for you? Do you have plans for more projects? Do you have plans to develop your projects? I don't want to go in the big career route if you don't want to, but tell me what some of your plans are down the line. Yeah, well, I'm actually, every year I feel like I do something for Mental Health Month, and just to like tease it, I think this year what I'm doing, uh, kind of as I'm learning to share research, um, I'll be doing a little weekly thing where I'm kind of, I'm asking all the researchers that I know of in the mental health field is like, okay, what is some research that the average person should know? Mm -hmm. And then kind of doing like an Instagram reel or a TikTok kind of explaining the research and why it's beneficial to people. Um, that's so that's so kind cool. of, that's like a, that's a project that's coming up that I've been working on. Um, but also I applied to grad school, um, for a master's in public health with mental health concentrations. Um, actually I'm applied to four schools in Boston, okay. um, and two schools in Chicago. And it's really mainly to just continue the mental health work that I'm doing. Um, I'm actually, I think part of, part of your work has inspired me. Like, I think it's, I'm big on storytelling now and, um, the importance of using that as an avenue to share mental health and to share, um, these stories. And I, I was always passionate about hearing and sharing the stories of all these interviews that I've collected over the past four years. And now that I've have like this, you know, honestly database of over like 20 stories from different countries and different people from across the world. And like, how do I share them? And how yeah. do I get these people connected to the spaces that they want to get connected to? So I've been working with some other um, organizations on connecting these, you know, international activists from different countries to spaces like in the UN and the WHO, which oftentimes favor, you know, Western, Western students or Western scholars where I'm like, you know, these people are doing great work. They might not go to the same high level level institution as you know people in the west do but they're extremely talented and, and valuable people and so i've been doing a lot of work with that so i think i'm going to be continuing down that that pathway um and looking at like exploring that in grad school um mm -hmm. but also mm -hmm. just in in other projects and relationships that's so exciting and yeah i love to hear that i think it's so important to be able to share stories you can hear them and it's great to listen and to show people that you care then I think it's also so important if they're welcome, if yeah. they're if they're interested yeah. in, you know, hear, having other people share. That's so important. And I think especially with mental health, because fortunately, there are so many stigmas, which I don't have to tell you, <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is your research. Um, but I think it also is such an interesting idea, the asking researchers what everyone should know, because that's been my gripe with my graduate school program mm. so far, mm. is that I think so much research I'm doing 
digital media and society. So very right. different, but lots of stuff about AI and sure. emerging technologies, where it's just like so much of the time I spend in lectures, just like banging my head up against the wall, <laughs> just thinking like, people need to know this. Right. I'm learning this and <laughs> I want other people to know this. Exactly. So I think that's really yeah. important to be able to translate that information and make it more accessible. I think that's awesome. Um, yeah. So when will you find out about the next steps? Is that Actually in soon. A couple months. Oh, okay. Um, okay. <laughs> anywhere, every like anywhere between now, two weeks to four weeks, Ooh, I'll start okay. hearing back with okay. replies. Um, and then at the same time, you know, if I don't get in, I'm really, I'm not too stressed. If I don't get in, I don't yeah. get in. I'll apply to some. I've been applying to some working jobs as well. Um, but yeah, so it's it's coming up because uh, the deadline was the beginning of January, and so they were like two, four to six weeks then, and so now we're approaching the response time. So yeah. I, I'll hear back <laughs> soon. I'll hear back soon. So, yeah. Sending you good vibes. Thank you. That's, I appreciate. That's good. <laughs> yeah, getting everyone that's listening. Everyone send good vibes Thank next you. couple weeks. Please. Um, so, yeah. so I asked the same question. This is the signature question back in 2021. I have to stop saying that. It's like freaking myself out. Yeah, but, I know. Um, That's wild. <laughs> but um, lots of young people want to create change, want to make a difference, but they may not know how to get started with that work. What advice do you have for those people that may be watching us, that may be listening to us later? What advice would you want to share with them? I would always say like, Start with your community um and i think that's why i had a reflection last year where i was like i want to go back to my college campus just because you know everyone's like oh i want to go out and like change the world and like yes absolutely do that but like change the world of the people around you right mm -hmm. change and impact those lives of the people around you you know whether it be your family or your friends or your high school or your, your schools or communities or youth groups etc like those are the people that you can reach and only you can reach, right? Like you can go out and I, I said this back when I like passed this bill back in Washington state when I was in high school, like you can pass the bill, but honestly the most tangible and impactful change is when you like genuinely go out and like impact someone's life one-on-one -on -one. and having the, and building those relationships are extremely important. Like if you want to go out there and help people and help the world, like help the people around you, mm -hmm. what are your community needs? And then as you, you know, are able to engage with the community and assist them, you're able to really uplift other people and then I think that's exactly the trajectory that I went down I started with my my high school I started with my community and then it exploded in ways that I never could have imagined and I honestly didn't think I was going to do mental health forever and I love it and I'm really grateful but mm -hmm. yeah if you want to go out and make change you got to look at the people around you look at your communities around you like you're the person that they need and go serve them I think is the best thing I would say definitely can you tell me a little bit more about what some of the changes or some of the needs that you've seen on your campus? Um, just because I'm thinking it might inspire other people to kind of go out onto their own and maybe look at those things a little bit more. But can you tell me a little bit more? about Yeah, that? absolutely. So I think um, one mental health is huge, especially Definitely. on on Cornell's campus. Thanks. I think we're honestly at one unfortunately ranking high in terms of like, you know, one of the highest suicide rates in, in colleges and universities across the United States. Um, we have multiple suicide attempts a year. Um, and it's just a thing everyone gets used to like, Oh, it's another email. Um, I even lost a, a friend to suicide back in my sophomore year. Um, it, yeah, here at Cornell. And so it's, it's a huge issue. And which is why we did like a resource here. It's like, okay, these resources exist, but there is an issue in communication, which is often true for any 
um, like major university, they have mental health resources, but do students know about them is the biggest question. Um, and so the next question is like, how do you communicate those resources? And so we kind of did like a marketing campaign where we, we went out and we were like, okay, okay, like come to this day. And then we kind of gave out free products and, or got hot chocolate and gave it to them, and let them sh like learn about other mental health resources on this campus. Um, and I think that's like something that like, people are, are able to do and it's pretty tangible. It's like getting connected with those clubs that are in your campus that have resources, get to know, you know, the mental health resources, you have the hotlines, et cetera. And then, you know, do a little fair, you know, take over a part on your college's quad or something or in a building and be like, these are the resources and hand them out. Um, I think is a very tangible thing to do, but it, and it doesn't have to be just mental health based. Like I know there's, there's been things that we've been doing where it's like um, giving out hot chocolate on days where there's big exams and like mm -hmm. talking to students and like uplifting their spirits. Like that's something that's really, that's short and simple and sweet that, you know, people can do. And so I think, um, what I'll say is also like you can make a Google form and po post a QR code across your campus and be like, hey, like what are issues that you see um, on campus right mm -hmm. now? And you can get responses and you could be like, OK, you know, this is a common theme. How do we address that theme? Mm -hmm. um, those are kind of templates I think I've used in the past, um, not just within you know my college campus, but also just in my community. I like, went to coffee shops, et cetera, back in high school and, and did that exact same thing. So. There's lots of yeah. ways to do it and there's so much freedom in it. It just, you know, you can be a little bit creative and explore ways to get out to people. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And that person to person connection is so important. What are the best ways for people to connect with you and to follow along with you and to support the work that you're doing? Yeah, well, Instagram here is perfect. Okay. Um, I'm honestly more active on Instagram than I am on other forms of social media. I tried TikTok <laughs> like a little bit ago, but then like, <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm an Instagram <laughs> fan all the way. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, you know, you can follow work on my Instagram. I also have a, um, a listserv on my website at justsakeabrown.com. Um, and then, yeah, I feel like I'm pretty vocal. I also have a Twitter that I post sometimes, but um, in terms of my projects and my work, I think Instagram's the best. Awesome. Yeah. I feel the same about TikTok. I think that it <laughs> overwhelmed me and I think that there wasn't enough, like, I need kind of multiple options and there wasn't enough like structure for me. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I agree. I was like, this is exciting. I'm not like that creative. Like I like the structure that uh, yeah. Instagram offers me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even like going back and being able to edit it and stuff. I need that. Same. <laughs> oh my goodness. That was amazing. That it's not final, you know? Yeah. <laughs> to be able to go back and change it. No, it's perfect. The amount of times that I've deleted things from TikTok because there was like one like yeah. misspelling or something it drives me nuts so I'm, I'm yeah exactly i'm like oh i need to go back and edit this yeah yeah, oh, yeah. it's so annoying but <laughs> thank you so much for talking with me this was so fun such a good catch up and i'll have to have you back on here and you can give everybody an update on what's coming next at some absolutely point. Yeah. give me <laughs> give me two to four weeks when i get absolutely. here back from people um, all of the good vibes thank you sure. i appreciate that well this um, was amazing of course of course i'll do a little close out just in case anybody wants to talk to me about anything i mentioned please reach out to me by email at lily at be the change org or on instagram at be the change podcast and tune in to listen to this week's be the Change on Air show tomorrow on the Be the Change podcast feed. And this one's going to be posted as well on there. So um, until then, be the change you wish to see in the world. Bye, guys. And thank you so much again for coming on. This was so much fun. It was great <laughs> seeing you. Good luck on your work. You've been oh, doing amazing stuff. So I'm super thank happy you, to come thank here. Thank you. Same to you. Sending all the good vibes. Perfect. You as well. All right. Have a good day. See ya. Bye. Bye.